I've had to learn how to let go of expectations and let things look differently. And I've found that I'm a lot happier when I do that because on the days where I just obsessed over like, oh, she needs to be napping at this time and in her crib or else, you know, I'm I'm not doing it right. Like on those days, I just wasted a lot of time trying to get her to sleep where she didn't want to sleep. And I, I robbed myself of happiness and enjoying the moment. Welcome to The Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be back recording new podcast episodes. For the past like couple of months, everything has been way pre-recorded. I've been sharing, obviously if you've been, you know, following the podcast, I've been sharing old replays of different podcasts that I was on and um, events that I've hosted and things like that. And this is the first new episode I have recorded in a long time. So I'm back and it feels good to be back. I feel like a totally new person than I did before I left and took some time off for maternity leave. So if you are new here or you you aren't aware, I had a baby girl on May 17th. So just a little over two months ago and so I took some time off just to be really present with her and in this new experience of of life of becoming a mom and it has been so transformative I mean it's just been unbelievable and so in today's podcast I am going to be sharing my postpartum experience so far as a highly sensitive new mom and you know it just feels fitting and right to share about this and because it's just like the way I do things I've I've realized more and more is like I I can help people best when I am sharing what's authentically happening in my life because I feel like there's so many experiences in life that just you know we we can learn so much from everything that happens to us and there's so many lessons and little you know golden nuggets and everything that happens to us and I I've for many years I've chosen to kind of see life this way and so I find that you know whether you're a parent or not maybe you want to be one day maybe you don't want to be maybe that's like a thing of you know your kid is way older now whatever I still do think that what I share in this episode will be helpful for you to apply to your life in some way or the other so I'm excited to get into it Okay, so postpartum. I have so many thoughts about this. I I first want to say that I feel like there is so much emphasis on 
the pregnancy portion, like everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're using the apps to track, you're thinking about your symptoms and your cravings and how to prepare for a baby and what items to get for the nursery and what books do I need to read and blah, blah, blah. And there's so much, so much focus on the pregnancy, which like, you know, makes sense. It's a huge life change. It's a huge change to your body. It's, it's all encompassing, right? And for me, of course, I was, yeah, I was focused on pregnancy, but I always had even more of a focus on the postpartum period. And the reason for that is because I had heard from many people, many women, that they struggled with like postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. They talk about just like how massively transformative and hard and shape-shifting and everything it is. And so my my sights were set on that even more than the pregnancy, which I I think is somewhat abnormal from from most of the people I've talked to, but I just was very acutely aware that like once this little baby's here, like everything is going to change and as somebody who has struggled with anxiety and, um, you know, that's just been a, a part of my life journey is just like having times in my life where anxiety was really, really bad. I I'm, was very committed to trying to avoid um, experiencing postpartum anxiety and depression as much as possible. Of course, though, you know, there's a chemical hormonal imbalance component. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but that that comes into play. And so in some cases, you know, you can really try to do all the things and it might just be something that is going to happen. And, and there is, you know, medical intervention that you can seek if that does, if that does happen to you. But I was really focused on like, okay, what can I do to prevent that as much as possible? What can I do to really set myself up for success in postpartum? That was just so huge for me. The thing I was terrified of the most was, number one, caring for a tiny baby because I had not had very much experience with babies. I hadn't really spent a lot of time around them. I'm just not one of those people who's like been a big baby person. Um, so I didn't feel comfortable and confident necessarily with with babies. So that was the first fear. And then the other one was like, of course, the sleep deprivation thing. Like, oh my gosh, how am I going to survive that? Like, I need my sleep. I I can't function without sleep. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And so I was very hyper fixated on these things. And I just wanted to know like, okay, how can I support myself? And so the first thing I did, which I shared in my pregnancy podcast episode was I hired a doula. So my doula, Maddie, is amazing. She helped, she was there for the labor and delivery, and then she's also supported us postpartum. And literally, you guys, like number one advice I have for any, any person who is expecting is hire a doula. If you can make it work, if you can do it, hire a doula. Oh my gosh, it has helped so immensely. I can't even tell you. Um, and if you're not aware of what a doula is, you're not familiar. It's basically like they're a support person for you and for baby, for for mother and baby. They really help you advocate for yourself at at the birth and really understand your preferences and help you kind of create you know as much as possible the birth that you envision and help you with like different positions, 
during labor and things like that to just make it as smooth of a process as possible. And they just really have your back. And then postpartum, I mean, I think what every doula does for support is a little bit different, but same idea. It's really about caring for the mother and the baby. And so for us, what Maddie helped with postpartum was she would come over. We had like set hours with her um, a couple days a week. So she'd come over, she'd tidy up the house. She would um, take care of the baby while I, you know, got a shower in and like ate a nice meal. And she helped me with breastfeeding and learning how to pump milk and how to like swaddle, how to baby wear, like all of the things. Like it was so helpful. She was amazing. And so I would recommend like, doula that is it's it I just I can't, I like I'm at all a loss for words because I just found it so helpful and I understand for sure that like, it's an added expense right and my honest opinion is that we focus way too much on having like the fanciest baby gear and all this name brand stuff and blah 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 and yeah that's nice and all but like if I had to choose between oh having this nice stroller or having a doula hands down a doula hands freaking down. So number one thing that I would say for a postpartum period is having support, like lining yourself up with support. So like I said, I did a lot of research about postpartum while I was pregnant and kind of like learning the things that were going to be most important and most helpful for me to thrive as much as I could as as a new mom. So having support um, was something that came up a lot. And so working with our doula, she also helped us kind of like set expectations for what other kind of support we needed once the baby arrived. So we kind of made an outline of like, okay, how often we want our parents to come visit and what would be helpful when they come visit. So for us, it was like when the, when they came to visit, like they would help with just some like light cleaning around the house, maybe doing a load of laundry washing dishes, they'd bring a meal for us, like easy meals that we could just warm up because honestly, when you have a new baby, you're just like freaking in survival mode. It's just crazy. So you don't really have time to think about like, oh, I'm going to plan out this whole meal. Like, no, it's just survival mode. And so having my parents and my husband's parents come by for support was just so helpful for us. And yeah, just having support in any way that you can. And I know that not everyone has family close by. And that is, I have the utmost respect and just can just imagine for people who are far away from relatives and are having to do more on their own. Uh, Oh my gosh, that's so hard, like so, so hard. And I think that again, if there's and any way to get more support, whether it's, you know, hiring somebody for a couple hours a day or whatever that looks like, I think it's really essential to our, our mental health, our well-being. And so this experience has been a trip for sure. I'm happy to say I really have not experienced the postpartum anxiety or depression at all that I was so fearful of. I really like anticipated myself being like an anxious mom, like where I would be like, watching to make sure my baby's breathing all the time and things like that. And like, of course I have concerns and things and, you know, things like that normal, but I'm not really like that, which is just really interesting. And if you can hear my baby crying in the background, like that's just life. I'm at my mom's house or my parents' house right now and she's uh, with the baby so I can do some podcast recording. So yeah, it's just been really interesting to navigate this new time and at the time of me recording this, it is July 26th, so I'm 10 weeks postpartum, and 
I can honestly say like one of the hardest parts has been just the shift in identity and and uh, the loss of time to myself, like the loss of, of free time. That's been a challenge. Um, the first several weeks were just so ungrounding. You're just like, who am I? Like, what is life? Like, everything is new. It feels like life as you know it has been like ripped beneath your feet and you're like, oh my gosh, like, how do I navigate? What do I do? Who am I as a person? Who am I as a mom? Like, what do I even like? What, you know, what makes me happy? And it kind of feels like this, like fog. You're just walking through this fog and, and there's not very much, like nothing feels very solid because you're just like kind of in survival mode. You have this brand new little person who is fully dependent on you and you, you know, you're there to care for them and take care of their needs. And you're learning how to what their cues mean and how to respond. And it's a constant learning. Um, and not to mention, you know, you're running on not very much sleep. And so there's not a lot of clarity and there is, it is a very, very foggy time. That was, that was my experience at least. And so I just really kind of leaned into this understanding like, okay, right now things are not going to feel grounded and solid. Right now I'm literally in the midst of the biggest transformation of my life and just kind of setting the stage with that and just kind of like you know knowing that that's just how it is right now and kind of yeah having peace with it was huge just recognizing like I can't rush to the other side of this like you know I felt like I'm like a, a caterpillar in the cocoon waiting to become a butterfly like in the transformation period it's messy it's like you're kind of just you're closed off you just start figuring it out and it's not going to be comfortable and it's not going to be clear and that's okay and so I spent a lot a lot of hours while nursing Blaine my baby girl I don't know if I mentioned her name her name is Blaine um I would just like write in my notes app and I would just get my thoughts out because I'm I'm a writer I love to write and that's how I kind of can get clarity is is to just like put my thoughts into words and kind of figure out like what am I even feeling right now like what is life like who am I and so yeah that's that was like the biggest hurdle I mean I'm still in it right I'm 10 weeks postpartum I'm most certainly not on the other side of that I I don't have a clear answer as to like oh who is this next version of Alyssa I'm like still figuring that out but I do feel more and more grounded each day for sure. And then the other thing that's been quite an experience is just, yeah, the lack of time to yourself. Like, I guess I never really understood when I would hear new moms be like, oh my gosh, I like barely can have time to to shower. And I was like, really? Like, how do you not get any time to shower? I just did not understand. <laughs> now, now I understand um, because I am the one who's home all day with the baby. Like my husband goes to work and so I'm, I'm home with her. And so yeah, there are totally days where it's like two in the afternoon and I'm like still, I still wearing my glasses. I haven't gotten my contacts in. I'm in my pajamas. I'm like, you know, running around trying to take care of this baby and you, you know, I didn't get the shower in yet and I get it now. And, uh, I'm somebody who's definitely like, likes to have time to myself and likes to, you know, ease into things. Like I'm a highly sensitive person. That's just, I, I thrive when I have more time to myself, but the reality is right now I don't have that. And so while it's been hard, 
And while it's been, you know, triggering, because it's like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to have that time back to myself? Is it going to be like this forever? I know it's not going to be like this forever. And I'm really proud of myself because I am finding new ways to nourish myself, to fill my own cup. And that's what's been essential. So there's like four things. I, I just jotted down some notes before I started um, recording this episode. I'm, I always just like riff on every podcast. <laughs> Basically, I don't ever use an outline, but there are four things that I wanted to kind of like touch on that have been kind of paramount in my my postpartum journey. So number one, support, which I touched on. The next is resiliency and then self-trust and letting go of expectations. So with this whole lack of time to myself and kind of like having to uh, reimagine what self-care even looks like right now, like I'm just proud because, oh my gosh, we are so much more resilient than we realize. Like I am running on so much less sleep than I have ever, ever done in my life. And yeah, some days it's really hard. And some days I'm like, my husband comes to grab the baby and I am just in tears because it's just, I'm so tired and I'm so frustrated. I'm like, what is even going on? Like, oh my gosh, my day's going to be ruined. I'm so exhausted. I totally have those moments, but you know what? You kind of like when you're a parent, like you can't just sit and be like, okay, well I can't do this. Like, no, there's a little person who has, who depends on you. And so I, I found so much strength in being like, okay, well, I got to show up for her. So what can I do? And so for me, the things that have been essential in my little self-care moments are I've found ways to always make sure I, you know, wash my face in the morning and put on a little bit of blush and a little bit of mascara, which to some people might just sound like frivolous or unnecessary. But for me, I really do well when I feel somewhat put together. So that's been key. And just like having a fresh fresh clothes on. I have lots of loungewear now (laughs) and just putting on a a clean, comfy outfit that makes me feel like, okay, I've got my life together. Um, Also just trying to drink tons of water. I'm a big fan of Element um, electrolyte water. Uh, It's L-M-N-T, not sponsored or anything like that, but that's been really huge, just making sure I'm staying hydrated. Um, I always have like really easy snack items because again, it's not like I can sit and make some like lengthy, healthy breakfast for myself right now. So having healthy snacks has been really, really nourishing for me to make sure I'm like eating enough because if, you know, I don't know if you're anything like me, if my blood sugar gets low and I'm hungry, like it is not a pretty picture. Like we do not want that. Um, and the other thing that I've been loving is I've been taking supplements, um, for postpartum. So, I have partnered up with this brand, Anya, A-N-Y-A. They are amazing. I have their supplements. I have a hair serum, and I do have a code for 15% off their products. So if you are a postpartum mom or you will be, definitely, definitely recommend checking out their products. You can set up a subscription so you get you know, your postnatal vitamins and all the things like sent to you reoccurring. So check out the show notes. I will have my discount code linked if you're interested in that. But yeah, those are a few things that have been kind of staples in my life. Like, okay, I got to find these ways to take care of myself. And also, oh my God, essential has been getting outside. Getting outside is one of the best things I can recommend to any new mom, any new parent. It's like, 
get outside, get fresh air, take the baby out. It's good for you. It's good for the baby. That is a, a big mental health thing for me. I've also been, you know, listening to podcasts that are upbeat. I, I've been writing while I nurse Blaine. Like I'm just trying to find these little pockets of time to nourish myself in the ways that, um, uniquely nourish me that feel really good to me. And one thing I did when I was like a few weeks postpartum, when I was feeling really disconnected from myself and I was like, who even am I? I jotted down in my notes app the things that make me feel connected to myself and the things that make me feel disconnected um, to myself. And so I literally have this list that I can turn to anytime I'm like, oh, I just feel off. Like, what do I need? Um, I just, yeah, I look at those things and I'm like, okay, am I doing too many of the things that make me feel disconnected? which some of those things are scrolling on Instagram too much, not great. (laughs) And comparing myself to others, definitely not great. Wouldn't recommend it. Um, So I just have that as kind of a way to anchor back to myself. And so I'm sharing this because I want it to be encouraging. Like my intention with this podcast episode, I should have mentioned at the beginning, but my intention with this podcast episode is to share openly and honestly about my experience, like to share like the raw parts, the parts that are hard for sure, but also to share some hope and to help you feel set up for success yourself and to kind of hear a real life example of another highly sensitive person who's gone through this and how I'm navigating it. So I just want to keep it real and let like, yeah, there are some times that are like really, really hard. (laughs) Um, So one of the other key points, like I said, is letting go of expectations. That has been a huge, huge thing for me as a new mom. Oh my gosh. I have so much to say. I'm like, where do I even begin? So one of the things that has been hard (laughs) is there are like so, so many different parenting accounts out there, um, Instagram accounts, like different programs and courses. And I'm a person who I I have perfectionist tendencies. Like I want to, if there's the best way to do something, like I want to do it the best way. Like I want to like know all the things and like do it perfectly. And this can really be my kryptonite because I can be very hard on myself when I feel like I'm not doing things up to my own expectations and I have very high expectations. So it's like, oh, I just can drive myself absolutely bonkers with that. And so that has been one of the things that I'm really learning to like move with and and, and work with. So at first when baby first came, I was like trying to learn so many things. And one of the huge focuses when you have a new baby is sleep. How do I get my baby to sleep? How do I get them to sleep more hours? Because my gosh, we're all sleep deprived and I want them to nap during the day so I can like do things like, oh my gosh, there, I personally anyway, felt very overwhelmed by all of the information out there. And I found that some of like researching too much and taking in too much information was detrimental to me because it started to give me high expectations that were not always realistic for me to meet. Like the reality is at least, you know, every baby is different. Every single baby is different. And so while there are so many great parenting programs out there and and Instagram accounts and Facebook groups and things like that, like literally every baby is different. So there is not going to be some one size fits all approach. There's not going to be one perfect routine that someone on the internet tells you. And 
I at first made the mistake of really trying to fit my baby into this mold. Like, okay, she needs to be awake for this long. And this is when she needs to, to take a nap and she needs to take a nap in her crib and blah, blah, blah. And I drove myself freaking crazy because I was like, oh my God, why isn't she napping in her crib? Oh my gosh, why is she still awake? Oh no, now she's not going to sleep at night because she was awake for too many hours during the day. Like, whoo, like tough, really, really tough. And, and so learning how to let go of expectations has been an essential piece of the puzzle for me. Like one day during the week, she might take a nap in her crib for an hour and a half and I can get work done and I can, you know, tidy up the house and get a workout in. And that's amazing. And another day, like I could do the exact same, like 10 steps and she doesn't want to nap in her crib. And the only way she'll nap is if I take her for a stroller ride. And so I do that. And then maybe if I want to sneak a workout in and she's still napping in, in the car seat of, you know, of her stroller, I'll just like rock her with my hand while I do, you know, a half-hearted workout and I get it in. And so basically I'm just saying like, I've had to learn how to let go of expectations and let things look differently. And I've found that I'm a lot happier when I do that because on the days where I just obsessed over like, oh, she needs to be napping at this time and in her crib or else, you know, I'm, I'm not doing it right. Like on those days, I just wasted a lot of time trying to get her to sleep where she didn't want to sleep. And I, I robbed myself of happiness and enjoying the moment for what it is. And so that's like a huge, huge piece of advice, I guess I'd call it just a learning for myself is that letting go of expectations is, is essential. Like it's essential because honestly, this tiny baby is probably not going to do exactly what you want them to do. And really too, like they need lots of cuddles. They need lots of closeness and, and you know, you might miss your free time for a while. I certainly do. Um, but I'm also like, she's not going to be this little forever. And she just wants her mom. She just wants me to cuddle her and snuggle with her and make her feel safe and comforted. And so right now that's my job. And, and I find other ways to be flexible and and still, you know, do the things that I want to do. My husband is awesome with being flexible. Like, um, we, I'm a huge, we're both like love baby wearing. So we have uh, different like baby wraps and, and carriers and things like that. So he'll like put her in the baby carrier and he'll do gardening and he'll get a workout in because at this point, I think she's probably like 13 or 14 pounds. And so she's like pretty heavy. And so you can do a good workout with her on there. And she's just like some added weight, you know, do some squats or whatever. And so we're just finding ways to like let go of expectations and, and, uh, just be flexible. And that's been huge. It's been just a huge weight off you know, off our shoulders to just know and, and be open to the fact that things are going to look different and and that's okay. And then the final piece I wanted to speak on is self-trust. And so that kind of connects back to just all of the different advice out there, all of the well-meaning experts and, and, and other parents, right? Like, oh my gosh, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. And I have found that being a mom is the ultimate practice of trusting myself, trusting my intuition, trusting that I know what's best for my baby. You know, it's a lot and it's hard. And I think a lot of HSPs do struggle with self-trust. I'll I'll record a podcast episode about this because I don't think I have yet. Um, That's a whole other thing. But a lot of HSPs do struggle with self-trust and we often will kind of like 
outsource our answers to others. And I've found that we really have to trust ourselves, especially in parenthood. And so I'm finding that, like, for instance, with with baby sleep, like, again, there's all these different people who will be like, oh, follow these, this routine and do this, and then your baby will sleep through the night. And it's like, I've tried my best to follow that to a T, and it's only ended in tears and frustration, and it just personally hasn't been the path for me. And and so now I'm kind of like, no, I'm going to trust myself and trust that I can, you know, tune into what my baby needs. Like, as a highly sensitive person, I know that I'm intuitive. I know that I am empathic and I can kind of feel into what she needs if I allow myself the space to do that instead of being obsessed with following some like strict routine. And so I'm finding that when I do just kind of let go of what everyone else says and I start to tune into myself, things flow a little bit smoother. We're both a little bit happier. Now it's not always perfect. Like as I'm recording this right now, you're in a cycle of Blaine waking up like every 45 minutes after 2 a.m. It's the second night of this and there's all sorts of development happening right now for her. So it's, I think it's normal. Like, thank God I have other mom friends that I can talk to and they're like, oh yeah, similar thing happened to me. (laughs) Um, So we're in that phase right now. And so things aren't perfect and I'm, I'm not handling it perfectly every day, but here I am. I'm, I'm managing it. I'm learning every day. And that brings me to my point of resiliency. Like, I just feel like we are capable of so much more than we realize. And I think before I had a baby, I thought like, oh my gosh, you know, I can only feel good if I have my eight hours of sleep and I have my meditation practice and I have my journaling and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, that's amazing. Like I would love to always have that, but I don't, I don't have that right now. And, and I'm finding moments of mindfulness other ways throughout my day on my walk with, with my girl or when I'm nursing her or when I'm, you know, I've been getting so much more inspiration and creativity flowing through, uh, as the weeks go on. And I'm, and I'm having these beautiful moments of presence with her when she's cooing at me and and smiling and learning and things like that. So yeah, like I don't have my beautiful eight hours straight of sleep right now. And I don't have my nice long morning routine or anything like that, but I'm finding other ways to, to feel myself, to feel good, to be tapped in to myself as much as possible. Every day is not perfect. Like I literally cried so much this morning because we were just so tired and frustrated and that happens and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) So uh, I just wanted to share kind of the raw realness of, of my experience thus far as a highly sensitive mom. I, I think it's important to keep it real because I don't ever want to paint some like glamorous, like, oh yeah, it's, it's always perfect. I found it to be the most like the it's like such a dual experience there's so much duality it's the most beautiful magical time it's the coolest thing ever to have this little person who is half of you who has some of your mannerisms it's so amazing to watch them learn and grow and develop and and start to show their personalities and it's also I found really cool um for my relationship at least for us it's been like yeah there's extra stress because you're you know sleep deprived and taking care of a new baby but I think it's been really cool to see each other blossom into parents and 
you know, become even more of a team as we, as we work together on and becoming good parents for her and all of that. So, um, that's been really special and beautiful and yeah, and there's the hard times and there's, you know, the shift in identity and the tiredness and the hormones and the moodiness and all, all of the things that come along with it. But I guess I just, the message I want to get across is like, yeah, it's hard, but we can do hard things, right? Like we are more resilient than we realize and, and we grow so much. Like, I just feel like I have such a new, like so much more inspiration, so much more wisdom already in my life. I just can look at life in a different way. And it's only been 10 weeks. Like I just am so excited about what's to come. It's just given me um, like a really fresh view of life, I guess. And I'm excited. Like before I had Blaine, I felt good and happy. And I, but I also kind of felt like I was like almost living Groundhog's Day. Like things were comfortable. I knew exactly what to expect. I knew how to navigate it. Like blah, blah, blah. Like safe, comfortable, great. Like having a baby has like throws a wrench, changes everything as you know it. And it, it is such a beautiful opportunity for growth. And yeah, there's, there's just so much to it. So I just wanted to share my experience thus far. Um, I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that it, I hope it gives you hope. (laughs) Um, yeah, I and I do feel really passionate about just sharing openly about postpartum. I just want this to be talked about more and more. I never ever want other moms or new parents to feel alone or like, you know, that they're weird for struggling or anything like that. Like you're so normal. And so I I do want to say that my DMs on Instagram are totally open to any of you who are pregnant, who are post partum or you have questions or anything like that you're struggling like send me a message like I really do want to support you I do I'm happy to share anything that I've learned that's been helpful like I just know that having a community of people you can lean on and be honest with is everything like that has been huge for me so thank you so much for tuning in for supporting me supporting the show and I can't wait to chat with you next week Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.